You're listening to Life in the A-Zone podcast. I'm Peggy Sweeney McDonald, and these are my stories of moving back to my hometown in Louisiana after 36 years to live with my father and mother when she was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. These lessons of love, laughter, life, and loss are gifts of living in the A-Zone, and I'm honored to share them with you. If this is your first time here, begin the journey with Episode 1 and go forward. Thank you for joining me today. Kelly and I are the July birthday queens in our family. She is July 20th and I'm July 21st, born eight years apart. When Mom was told her due date with Kelly was July 21st, she told her obstetrician, Oh, no, having this baby on July 21st will not work. Peggy would never want to share her birthday. He must have thought she was nuts, but he complied, and Kelly was induced on July 20th. Mom did everything she could for us to have our own special day, and I'm sure planning two birthdays back-to-back was difficult. But as adults, we cherish celebrating our birthdays together, and we have celebrated in all the cities that I have lived in, Houston, New Orleans, New York, and Los Angeles. Tonight, now that I'm back in Baton Rouge, Kelly and I sit side by side at my sister Erin's house, surrounded by mom, my sisters, our nieces, and our girlfriends as they sing happy birthday to us. We blow out the candles together on our beautiful Petty Four cake and then pose cheek-to-cheek for pictures before taking a picture with Mom and my other sisters, then the nieces, and then the entire group. Kelly hands me a gift box, and I'm shocked when I pull out tickets to see Taylor Swift along with her latest CD. I will get to join Kelly and her two young daughters, my nieces, Izzy and Jillian, in the fall at the concert in New Orleans, plus a night in a hotel. The tickets are right in front of the stage. (laughs) Kelly has always spoiled me. Shannon organized this lovely catered birthday dinner at Aaron's house, followed by a movie night to see Mamma Mia 2. At Cinemark, we take up an entire row of the movie theater and pass large buckets of the addictive popcorn down the row. The movie is fun and perfect for a girl's night out. Mom loves all of our friends, and they dote on her. She sings along and claps and is thrilled with the entire night. That was so much fun. My birthday is next week, she says to me as we drive home. No, Mom, your birthday's in October. It's a few months away. For the past six months, every time someone in our family has a birthday, and we have a lot of birthdays, my mother announces, It's my birthday, too. When's my birthday party? She asks me over and over again. Now I know where you get your birthday obsession, Jimmy says to me. He's always amused and goofs on me that I don't have a birthday or a birth month, but a birth quarter. You're an adult, Peggy. You don't need to celebrate all summer with different sets of friends and family, he tells me every year. (laughs) And your point is, Jimmy? I'm wondering if Mom knows something we don't. Is it going to be her last birthday? Maybe we do need to start celebrating earlier this year. Aaron thinks we should take your mom on a cruise for her birthday weekend, Dad tells me as I stand in the kitchen preparing dinner one night in September. We haven't made any plans yet. A birthday cruise sounds like fun, Dad, and Mom would love it. 
We have been on two family Thanksgiving cruises over the years, and we all agree it is the perfect Sweeney vacation. Y'all are human doings, not human beings, Jimmy tells me. Everything and anything on the cruise itinerary appeals to the Sweeneys. On our first cruise, we didn't stop. From morning till late at night, it was go, 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 go. We cruised out of New Orleans with fun Louisiana bands on board, along with a Catholic church group who brought along their parish priest. Every morning, we met my parents at mass at 7 a.m., followed by breakfast in the formal dining room. The days at sea were filled with endless daily activities, plus pool and spa time. At one point, Jimmy and I bailed out of the after-lunch bingo in the theater with the family. And went to our cabin to take a nap. We had just fallen asleep when my niece Mackenzie called us on the ship phone. Aunt Peggy, meet us at the piano bar for Broadway trivia. What time? Now. We won't win without you, Aunt Peggy. Just because it's on the itinerary doesn't mean you have to do it. Jimmy tells me as I walked out the door to join them. They need me, I told him. We were very proud of our Broadway trivia trophy. Jimmy bowed out of our second Thanksgiving family cruise seven years later, and went to visit his parents. His father was in a nursing home with Alzheimer's, and he felt he needed to be there. Thank God, as his parents would both be gone by the next Thanksgiving. Do you and Jimmy want to join us for the birthday cruise? I would appreciate your help with your mom. Dad says to me as he watches me take the meatloaf and sweet potatoes out of the oven. We can't afford it right now, Dad. Plus, Jimmy is not a fan of cruises. He would rather go to a resort and play golf. Well, it's only four nights out of New Orleans, and if you come with us, you could stay in our room. I will treat you, Dad says, trying to convince me. That sounds great, Dad. Let me check with Jimmy. That's a good idea. A cruise with an Alzheimer's patient? Seriously? Jimmy says, looking at me as if I were insane. He sits and listens to me as I make my case that this may be the last chance to celebrate Mom's birthday. You see her steadily declining. We need to cherish her eighty-second birthday and make it extra special. She will love all the shows and music. I understand. You should go, Peg, and I'm sure your dad will appreciate having you there. A few days later, Dad said he could upgrade to a suite if Jimmy wants to join us. Later that night, I begged him to come with me. Oh, come on, Jimmy! You can sit on the deck with Scott and smoke cigars while Aaron and I go to the activities with Mom and Dad. We can go to the late night adult comedy club and the piano bar after they are in bed. Please come, Jimmy! It'll be fun and a chance for us to have a little vacation. Sure, he reluctantly agrees. He knows I'm struggling emotionally these days, and he probably would jump off the Mississippi Bridge if it would bring a smile to my face. My other sisters, Shannon and Kelly, can't make the cruise, so it'll be just the six of us: my parents, Aaron and her husband Scott, and Jimmy and me. Dad booked the last suite available, and Aaron booked the last regular room. We tell Mom daily about the birthday cruise, and she is excited. She forgets, and we tell her again, over and over. The day before we leave, I come home to find Mom and Dad's suitcases packed and in the foyer, ready to go. I panic because I was planning to help Mom pack, and I'm sure her suitcase is filled 
with the wrong clothes. As she sits and watches TV that night with Dad in the living room, I slip into their room, shut the door, lock it, and repack her suitcase. She probably won't even realize it. I think as I step out of their room right before she goes to bed. Early the next morning, we pick up Aaron and Scott and drive to New Orleans. At the cruise ship port, Jimmy drops us off at the entrance with our suitcases, then goes to park the car. We stand in line to check in, and Dad has upgraded us to VIP status, so we are directed to the front of the line and then wait in the VIP lounge until we can board. While waiting, we see a photo op with a ship backdrop and a cruise photographer taking pictures. Mom and Dad, come here. Let's go take a picture. I pull out my cell phone and I snap their picture behind the photographer. No personal cameras are allowed here. You can order the photos at the photo salon on the lobby deck, the second floor. The photographer says to me, "Of course we can." And knowing my mom, she will purchase it for twenty-five dollars a picture. But too late, I got the shot. I texted to Shannon and Kelly. Y'all have fun. Cute pic. Wish we were going. They text back. Jimmy arrives in the VIP lounge and grabs coffee and a donut. Come take a picture with me. I ask. No pictures. It's too early. He snaps at me. He is already annoyed with the long lines trying to park in the garage, the wait to load onto the ship, and probably having a low blood sugar moment. Forty-five minutes later, we are on the ship, taking another picture photo op as we board and head to our suite. Let's meet at the pool deck for lunch and drinks. Aaron says as they wait for the elevator. They are staying one flight down from us. We open the door to our suite to find over-the-top birthday balloons with streamers hanging down from the ceiling, along with a chocolate birthday cake and a big birthday cruise gift bag. Dad wanted this to be an extra special birthday for Mom, and he ordered the birthday package, the whole shebang. Happy birthday, Mom! I say as we step into the suite. She is thrilled. This must be the wrong room. We were supposed to have a suite. Dad exclaims, looking around at the pretend suite. It looks like a regular room. Let me get the valet. I say and head out the door, avoiding eye contact with Jimmy. I find a valet two doors down and tell him we're supposed to have a suite. He follows me to the room and confirms that this is a junior suite. It's one room with a sofa that he tells me will fold out for us. Jimmy sits on the sofa, looking like his head is about to explode. He just shakes his head and rolls his eyes. Dad stands there arguing with the valet about the suite, and then asks him if we can move to a bigger suite or find another room for Jimmy and me. Mom stands there, oblivious to what is going on, pulling down the birthday streamers off the ceiling and throwing them on the bed and floor. Sorry, sir, the cruise is sold out. Let me know if there's anything else you need. The valet says as he scampers out of the room. Where are y'all? Aaron texts me. Problems with the room. I text back. We need another room, or about twelve more feet. When we pull out the sofa to make the bed, we will barely have enough space to walk between the beds to get to the bathroom. Luckily, the bathroom has a separate dressing area with an extra sink. There's a small balcony with two chairs facing each other because there is no room to turn the chairs to face the ocean. 
This will be extremely tight quarters for four nights. Mom stands there looking at her birthday cake and digging through her gift bag. She pulls out a logo beach towel, a logo tumbler, and a box of chocolates. She holds up the beach towel. Look how cute! Let's cut the cake, she says. Later, Mom. Right now we need lunch. We hear the door knock, and Jimmy jumps up to open the door. Aaron and Scott stand there, ready to see our suite and the birthday decorations. Happy birthday, Mom! Happy birthday, Sherry! They say cheerfully. I'm grateful for the distraction as I pull Jimmy into the bathroom. Come on, Jimmy! Let's make the best of it. We probably won't be in the room much anyway, and when we come in at night, they will already be asleep. I assure him. He just looks at me. Is it cigar o'clock, Jimmy? Scott says, trying to break the tension as we walk out of the bathroom. Yes, it's cigar o'clock. Jimmy replies shortly, and pulls out two big cigars from his travel humidor, and we walk out the door. Up on the pool deck, we smell burgers grilling, so we line up at the guy's burger joint to order burgers and steak fries. Then stop at the condiment bar. Jimmy is very happy now as he has a juicy bacon cheeseburger, his favorite, before his dessert cigar. We find a table and a waiter comes over to take our drink orders. Soon, Mom is sipping a pina colada with a pink and blue umbrella, and Dad has a beer. Our juicy burgers are dripping with melted cheddar cheese and bacon grease. They are beyond delicious. The Cruz Calypso band plays next to the pool. Mom is happy. Dad is happy. We're all happy. This was a great idea, I think. Hot, hot, hot! Jimmy says to me, nodding and acknowledging the Calypso band, and we laugh. Nobody gets a joke, so we fill them in. Years ago, we attended Jimmy's best friend Alex's wedding in Miami with Jimmy's sister Kathy and her husband Pat. There was a calypso band by the hotel pool that played the same songs over and over again all day for the entire weekend, including the song "Hot, Hot, Hot." Every time they would play that song, we would laugh hysterically. By the end of the weekend, we were ready to throw the band in the pool. As we finish our burgers, the cruise calypso band starts playing "Hot, Hot, Hot." And we all roar with laughter. Are we having fun yet? I say to Jimmy and Scott when they leave to smoke their cigars on the top deck. Back in the room, our luggage has been delivered, so we unpack, and I cut Mom and I a large piece of the chocolate birthday cake before going back upstairs to the pool. Jimmy never made it back to the room to unpack. He is quite content, sitting on the upper deck, smoking a cigar and hanging out with Scott. At four thirty, the ship pulls away from the dock in New Orleans, and we all stand on the top deck watching the French Quarter sail by. Jimmy stands behind me with his arms around my waist. There's our cathedral, I say as we pass Jackson Square and the St. Louis Cathedral. Yeah, you're right, he says. Twenty-six years next month. We both stand there remembering our wedding day that seems like a lifetime ago. 
our parents were younger than we are now. It's hard to believe. I want those days back. Living in New Orleans back then seemed so fun and carefree. You owe me big time for coming on this cruise, Jimmy announces. You think? I reply. Yes, I'm thinking a week in Palm Springs for golf. Good luck to you, I say, and we both laugh. As the ship sails down the Mississippi River to the Gulf of Mexico, we head to the theater to see the welcome show. It's a casual night, so we're all dressed in the same clothes we wore this morning. I'm grateful I don't have to argue with Mom to change. The entertainment is fun, and Mom is in her element. She loves the music and claps while moving to the music in her seat with a huge smile on her face. After the show, we head to the dining room. The hostess seats us at our table by the window. Erin has brought a couple of bottles of great wine on the ship, so she, Scott, and Dad share a bottle of red. Mom has her mimosa, and Jimmy and I split a large bottle of Pellegrino, and we order shrimp cocktails, Caesar salad, steaks, and hot lava cake with whipped cream for dessert. Mom ordered shrimp fettuccine, and Dad ordered a steak too. Everything is wonderful until her food comes, and she insists she ordered a steak, not the shrimp fettuccine. Dad begins to argue with her until the waiter overhears the problem and offers to bring him another steak. Mom happily eats his steak. He eats her shrimp fettuccine until his second steak arrives. It's a cruise, Dad. Chill. You can order as many appetizers or entrees as you like. This is her birthday. No need to fight with her. I whisper to him. Let her have it, Jimmy says under his breath. You're right. I need to chill. Dad says. Chillax, Scott says. Let's open another bottle of wine. Aaron says. Mom and Dad want to return to the room after dinner. It started to rain and the boat is rocking. I'm feeling queasy, so we go to the infirmary and get some Dramamine. And then we meet Aaron and Scott at the piano bar. They sing along, and I drink Seven Up and try not to get sick. We get back to the suite after midnight. Our bed is pulled out, and we try to get undressed and ready for bed quietly. But Mom wakes up and comes into the bathroom while I'm brushing my teeth. She needs to go to the bathroom. Before I leave, I show her how to flush the toilet. She's confused as the flush button is on the back wall behind the toilet, and not the usual handle on the side. When you flush it, it makes that loud, obnoxious noise as the water is vacuumed and sucked down the hole. She looks scared when I demonstrate how to flush it, and then gets mad at me. "I can do it. I'm not stupid," she says defiantly. I leave and close the door, giving her some privacy. She comes out after about ten minutes, and I see her put something under the bed. Note to self: check under their bed tomorrow. The next morning, Mom and Dad are up early and leave for breakfast. As soon as they shut the door, I jump out of bed and check under their bed. I find a wadded-up ball of toilet paper. I'm shocked. I retrieve it and place it in the garbage can. I take the plastic liner out and tie it up securely. I bring it out to the hall and find our valet. Can you please throw this away? My mom has Alzheimer's, so if you could give us extra liners and extra toilet paper, that would be great. 
He nods and smiles. Now that is good customer service, I think. As I step back into the room, I move the small garbage can to the side of the toilet instead of the dressing area. The reality hits me. I'm shaking. My mom doesn't know how to go to the bathroom anymore. I have read about this in the stages of Alzheimer's book. They lose all sense of toileting skills. Oh my God! She couldn't remember how to flush the toilet. Maybe it scared her. I imagine her staring at the toilet while she's trying to figure out how to flush. My poor mom. Was she embarrassed to ask me for help? Was she ashamed? Oh, my heart goes out to her. This is so unfair. Alzheimer's, you suck. I wake up Jimmy and tell him, "Wow, I'm sorry. Come here." He pulls me back into the bed and holds me. This is why they tell you not to take Alzheimer's patients out of their homes. It's the disease. It's not your mom. He reminds me. I'm hungry. Let's go eat some pancakes. I say. I need to eat my feelings, and a cruise is the perfect place to do it. And bacon, lots of bacon, and sausages. Jimmy says. We head to the buffet dining room and pile our plates with eggs, pancakes, bacon, sausage, and fresh fruit. <laughs> the waitress brings us juice and coffee. We don't see my parents in the dining room, but as we walk out to the pool deck, we see them laying back in two lounge chairs, holding hands. Their eyes are closed. I snap a picture. Ah, it looks like y'all love each other. I tease them, and they open their eyes and smile. Aaron and Scott walk up in their bathing suits with cocktails in their hands. It's ten a.m. and they are on vacation. Y'all go get your bathing suits on and join us. Aaron says. Soon we are spread out on the deck with six lounge chairs, books, magazines, and drinks. It's a relaxing day, and it's just what we need. Every time the Calypso band plays, hot, 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 we laugh. Mom lets me help her shower late that afternoon with no fight. I feel great, she says, as I put makeup on her and fix her hair. We get dressed up in colorful resort wear. For the last few months, I've had to fight with her every few days to take a shower. It's a nightmare. I'm grateful there's no fight tonight. The theme of the big evening musical show is around the world. We are going to the 7:30 show before Mom's birthday celebration at 9 p.m. Dad, Mom, and I arrive early to the theater and save seats on the first row. Jimmy, Scott, and Aaron soon join us, and the cocktail waitress brings us all drinks. This is your birthday show, Mom. I say, really? Yes, Mom. We ordered it just for you. Aaron pipes in. The cruise director, dressed in a tuxedo, comes over and says hello to Mom, and we tell him it's Mom's birthday. Happy birthday! We have a great show planned for the birthday girl tonight. He says to Mom. Mom is glowing. She loves the attention. We take pictures with her with the cruise director, and he takes a group picture with all of us. The show starts, and Mom is ecstatic. She claps and sings along for some of the songs that she knows. The musical review takes us on a journey around the world and ends with fireworks, streamers, and confetti. The singing, dancing, and sets are excellent and Broadway worthy. I think that was wonderful. 
How did y'all plan this? Mom says to Aaron and me. Mom believes the show was just for her. She hugs the cruise director when she sees him at the door, and he wishes her happy birthday again. It is her night. The birthday dinner is excellent and ends with champagne and cake. A dozen waiters come over and sing happy birthday to mom. She radiates joy and smiles. Dad is happy too, and for a few hours, we forget all about Alzheimer's. It's just about mom. And her eighty-second birthday. The next day, the cruise stops at Cozumel. Dad doesn't think they can make the long walk to a beachside resort we visited years before. The rest of us really want to go to the resort. There's a nice pool with snorkeling equipment, drinks, and lunch for a very reasonable price. We feel guilty leaving Dad with Mom on the ship, so we compromise. We ask them to get off the ship with us and join us for margaritas, chips, and salsa at one of the Mexican restaurants in the tourist shopping area, right down from the dock. Mom is tired and quiet that day. She seems off. I believe the cruise is starting to take its toll on her. We exit the boat and find a restaurant. We sit on the outside patio, overlooking the gorgeous ocean, and the waves are crashing onto the side of the deck. After a margarita, they head back to the boat. They are both tired and are ready for a nap. We hug them goodbye and eagerly head to the resort. Let's party! Scott says as we watch them walk away, holding hands. We see Dad flag down a pedicab, and off they go back to the ship. I feel guilty for walking away, but we need an afternoon to relax and not worry about Mom. They will be fine, Aaron says. She looks tired, and they just need to rest. I hope so. I tell her. <laughs> Scott, Jimmy, Aaron, and I walk a mile down the road to the resort. We pay the entrance fee, change into our bathing suits, and walk out to the pool. We have about an hour in the sun before the weather changes fast and it starts to pour. We run for cover at the beachside hotel restaurant for a fajitas lunch. As soon as lunch is over, the rain stops, and Scott and I jump into the ocean with our snorkeling gear. Jimmy enjoys his cigar, and Aaron has a massage at the spa hut next to the pool. It's a carefree afternoon, and we're all grateful for some chill time. The weather report is not good, so we make our way back to the ship just in time. Five minutes later, it begins to storm. We discover Mom and Dad in the main lobby bar, listening to music and having cocktails. They look rested and have made friends with another couple. How is Mom today? I ask Dad. She was tired, so she slept most of the day. Well, she seems rested and happy. Dad, I'm glad y'all had a good day. We meet later in the piano bar and find Mom singing along with a big smile on her face. After dinner, to our surprise, Mom and Dad announce they want to go to the adult comedy show with us. Hmm, I think to myself. Probably not a good idea. This should be interesting, Jimmy whispers to me as we make our way to the comedy lounge and look for a table. It's crowded, so we have to sit at different tables. Dad and I sit with Mom and another couple at a booth right in front of the stage. Jimmy is across the room with Scott and Aaron. The show begins with a comedian from New York, and his comedy is raunchy. Mom and Dad are laughing hysterically along with everyone else. 
However, my mom has an unusual laugh, and she can't stop laughing even when the crowd quiets down. The comedian starts to heckle her, and then she howls more. Her laugh goes on and on and on. The entire audience is now laughing at my mom's laugh more than they're laughing at the comedian. I look over at Jimmy Scott and Aaron across the room. They are hysterical. The comedian ends his set, and the next comedian comes on. Mom is having a great time and doesn't want to leave. Dad orders another drink. The people we were sitting with leave, and Aaron, Scott, and Jimmy move over to our table. The second comedian is even raunchier. I want to just crawl under the table at some of his jokes. Aaron and I look at each other, flinching. O M G! This is embarrassing. I whisper to her, and we laugh at how crazy it is to be sitting with mom and dad, listening to these dirty jokes, and they don't seem to be embarrassed at all. That was great, Mom says as we leave. Jimmy goes up to the comedian, and they start talking about New York. The old country in my family was Brooklyn and Queens. I hear Jimmy tell the comedian. Aaron and Scott are going to go to the casino to gamble, and Mom and Dad are going to bed. Jimmy and I grab cappuccinos and gelato at the coffee bar, then walk up to the pool deck. It's a beautiful night. The stars are shining, and there is a nice salt air breeze. We find two lounge chairs away from the crowd, sip our cappuccinos, and eat our gelato. I haven't laughed that much since we moved back to Baton Rouge. I tell Jimmy. Watching my mom and dad laughing together instead of fighting is a treat. Can we bottle this fun and take it home? You will treasure these moments with your parents for the rest of your life. I think your mom really enjoyed her birthday. Do you think it's going to be her last birthday? I ask him. I don't know, Peg, but if it is, just know that it was special. We made her laugh, sing, dance, and smile, and you have the pictures to prove it. He says. Thank you, Jimmy, for coming with me. I'm glad I came, Peg. I smile at him because I know he means it. He takes my hand and pulls me over to his lounge chair. Laissez le bon temps rouler, Dolan. He says, "Yeah, you're right, chap. Let the good times roll, Jimmy Dean." And we kiss under the stars. Thank you for joining me for Life in the A Zone. Look for new episodes each Wednesday. Please share, subscribe, like, comment, and follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To join my mailing list, go to lifeinthea-zone.com and check out my best-selling book. Meanwhile, back at Cafe Dumont, life stories about food at Amazon and Barnes and Noble.